You're listening to SuperPod, the no-filter MSP show presented by SuperOps.ai, where we go behind the scenes with today's top MSP owners and experts and get to know what they are really doing to evolve their business. Welcome to SuperPod, the No Filter MSP show. I'm Monica, a product evangelist at SuperOps.ai, and I will be your host for the day. We have a very special guest on our show today. Uh, it's Jennifer Bleem. Uh, but you know, um, I could I could do an introduction about her, but then uh, she's done so much in the last twenty years of her career that I think it would be best that she does the introduction. So over over to you, Jennifer. Awesome. Well, Monica, thank you so much for bringing me on. I appreciate it. So um, I have done quite a bit. I've, I've led a very, very blessed life. I love what I do. Um, and, and it started way back when, when I was in sales, straight commission sales, and I learned from people like Dan Kennedy. And um, I was a voracious reader then. I am still a voracious <laughs> reader. And nice. when I when I uh, shifted over to helping my husband with his IT company that was mm-hmm. break fix and then became managed services. Right. I helped him with all things marketing and sales because like a lot of technicians, he does not love the marketing and the sales side. <laughs> and I caught the attention um, of a really large vendor who said, hey, I like what you're doing for your husband. Can you come over and help me build a, a new division that I'm launching? And so uh, I helped her, uh, I think in about a year and a half or so, we, we built up a new division for her and it started grossing well over a million dollars. Um, in a very short amount of time. And in that role, I really was able to shift into more of a a coaching coaching capacity where I was literally coaching MSPs on marketing best practices, sales best practices. Um, I've got the heart of a teacher. And so um, it was a lot of fun. I loved it. Um, And then then it got to where I, I still loved my interaction role itself just wasn't challenging anymore it wasn't fun i i've kind of been there done that got the t-shirt and so i started looking for my next opportunity Mm -hmm. and that's when i i stepped into the cybersecurity world um there was a a startup that needed somebody to take over their marketing and their sales and and grow Mm -hmm. their organization and I stepped into that role and we had a blast. It was a wow. uh, very typical hockey stick growth curve, you know, exactly <laughs> what you want to see. And uh, so I, I got to do the, the, the selling of our solution. And then I was handed this problem because once again, the MSPs loved the technology, but they were having trouble getting their small business client by the technology. And so that problem was handed to me and they said, you need to create some training. You need to uh, create webinars. You need to help these people one-on-one. And that was great because I love, I love the coaching and I love the teaching aspect. And so um, that was, that was very, very much house. Uh, Then we got, uh, we got acquired. I hung around for about six months and then I was, able to start my own thing. And that's where I started MSP Sales Revolution. And that, that's where I am today. Wow, so amazing. A lot, of, a lot amazing. of fun, a lot to be thankful for, for sure. Yes, amazing, amazing. I like what you said, you know, you have the heart Thank of a teacher. You. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's great because uh, it's one thing to 
uh, grow your company, your organization, but it's a whole other thing to, to coach and, you know, to teach and develop. It could be skills, it could be just about anything, but uh, it's, it's, a, it's a great uh, experience, totally, yes, yes. But I'm just curious, so, you know, on your LinkedIn profile, it says, um, uh, uh, it says cybersecurity Shopa. What, what's, what's the whole deal there? What's happening there? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so so the, the concept of a Sherpa is that it's someone, you know, it's a guide that helps someone get to the top of the mountain. And right. when I when I started this business, what I was seeing and what I'm still seeing is that mm -hmm. uh, a lot of MSPs uh, and even MSSPs are, are, they need to wrap their head around the security conversation. They need to figure out what is, what is their solution? What's their stack going to look like? How do they sell that um, to their existing clients to start with? And then how do they find and find new leads, sell the solution mm -hmm. to the, mm -hmm. the new people? And so it's sales, it's marketing, it's ops, it's all we worked with over a thousand MSPs broadly. And then specifically for cybersecurity, I've worked worked with probably 400 at this point. Um, wow. I have, I, I know what the pitfalls are. I know, mm -hmm. I know what things matter to the top of that mountain. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the top of the mountain is, is when the MSP plants their flag or the MSSP plants the flag and says, I know what my stack is. I have priced okay. it appropriately. It's very profitable and I know how to sell it. And I know right. how to generate additional interest in my community. Right. That's right. that's the holy grail, and that that's what right. I help people accomplish. In amazing, very short time. amazing, amazing. So that's what MSP Sales Revolution is also about, right? Or is there, is there more to it? Yes. Perfect. Perfect. It All is. Right. It is so interesting. It's the marketing side, it's sales, it's ops, it's a little bit of everything. Nice, interesting. How do you manage all of that? I mean, is is it just you? Do you have a team? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I have a small team. Uh, so it's me, I've got one full-time employee. I have a part-time resource on the sales team. And then I have a handful of virtual assistants around the globe that each handle uh, specific you know, specific pieces of the puzzle. Right, right. But but you're the brains behind it, right? And that's pretty amazing because if you're saying 400, that's, that's, uh, that's a yeah. huge number. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty nice, yes. Uh, so speaking of sales and speaking of MSPs, uh, there's this one common ground there, you know, with, with the pandemic situation. Uh, so in this in this current market, uh, how how do you think how easy or difficult do you think it is to to get leads? Because obviously MSPs, it's it's a tough time. It's it's an opportunity as well. But uh, getting leads, finding leads, uh, how is it? Is it easy? Difficult? Can get by? What's it like? So it, it continues to be the single, one of the two hardest things that IT companies have to do. So the, the two hardest things are lead generation and hiring. Um, and if I could just solve both of those problems for every IT company in the world, everyone would be much happier. Um, it, it is not man, I'm not even going to talk about hiring. I know, a, I know a little bit about that. That is not my, my forte, <laughs> Okay. but on the, the lead gen side, man, marketing is just so complex. When you start to realize that 
a, any company in your geography has to number one, know that you exist, has to understand what it is that you can do for them, and then has to have a need. And, and it's that need part that is so challenging because it's many times the company has what I would consider a latent need or a hidden need where the IOs things are horribly wrong and, and massively broken, right. but the small business owner thinks everything's wonderful. And okay. so uh, everything on the surface looks okay. good until the day that it's not. And right. so that is part of the challenge that the, the MSS, the, the security side, and to mm -hmm. some extent the managed services side as well, okay. it's a point in time sale. It's mm -hmm. kind of like, I, I don't look for a plumber mm -hmm. until I have a pipe that is leaking and spraying water all over my house. Right. Now I need a plumber now. Right, right. And so that that's the challenge is that so, so much of marketing is, it's direct now is having a leaky pipe. And so that that's the challenge is that um, you know, when the marketing is looking for that, if it's, if it's directed to, Hey, I'm going to help you solve a problem. Mm -hmm. They may not even be aware that there is a problem. And right. so, um, that, that's, that is the challenge is that the that's, leads typically don't need help until they're aware that there's a problem. Right. Right. Yes. You're right. So unless there's a problem, I don't see a need for an MSP service or, you know, uh, you know, IT help. And then when it's actually happening, I need somebody to fix it right now. Like I can't delay because it's IT and everything. I mean, every part of my business is dependent on that. Yes. So how, how, how do you, how do you think, um, MSP is, so it's one thing, it's only when something breaks, you know, that you need, uh, you need help, but how can, MSPs uh, kind of, you know, be intuitive or probe into this, uh, into these problem areas. Do you think it, there's a way in which MSPs can do that? I, I do. So that's part of where security is, is amazing and a little bit magical is that people are gradually becoming aware that they need better security. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, whatever the latest hack is or the the latest breach or whatever, they thought that they were okay as well until the day that they realized they weren't. And so the more those stories are getting out into the marketplace, the more small business owners are waking up and realizing, you know, perhaps I'm not as safe and secure as I thought that I right. was. And right. so then they are going to open their eyes and say, well, what are my options? And so what has to happen is that those, those IT companies have mm -hmm. to be front of mind. They have to be creating social media content. Video right. content is huge. Yeah. Even if they're just yeah. quick little two or three minute videos right, on right. what the latest hack can teach you as a small business mm -hmm, owner, mm -hmm. um, constantly in front of people talking about the very real Absolutely. implications yeah. to a business if you right. don't uncover these challenges before they become right. a massive problem. Right. You brought up security, you brought up cyber security, and that's, a, that's uh, it, it is an interesting topic. And there's one thing that, uh, there's, there's a question that has always bothered me because uh, right until the pandemic, uh, there wasn't a lot of noise about, uh, you know, MSPs and the need for cyber security because people were like, in the world was like, okay, things are running, IT is going fine. There are probably a couple of hacks and breaches here so we can just get by. 
but then when the pandemic uh, happened, there were the, the, the cyber security threat just shot up, just shot up and everyone was scurrying around to find help to fix these uh, threats and these breaches and these issues. So what has happened is most, so now this is an opportunity when you look at it from an MSP business perspective, because, hey, a lot of people require uh, help with uh, making sure that their IT environment, their devices are all uh, threat proof, but there aren't enough um, businesses or services to help with that. So this would probably be a good time to switch or to kind of extend my business offerings to cybersecurity as well. So then now if I'm an MSP owner, I'm wondering, okay, now I want to kind of, you know, uh, play an MSP part, but then I'm not really sure how I can bring in leads because obviously there's a different way of handling it when you're just an MSP, but it's different when it's MSSP, right? So what, what, what is the difference or is there even a difference? So this is, this is a little bit controversial, but you told me this was unplugged and I can <laughs> yes. share whatever you want to share. Yes, absolutely. So, yes. uh, okay. So I think the MSSP acronym is a, is a bit overplayed. Um, I always say, you know, who's carrying around the, the, the pile of S's where they're just going to go, congratulations, you've now earned that extra S to, to slide in there. Now you're security focused. <laughs> right, so right. it's it's a bit arbitrary. I mean, the small business owners, they hardly know what an MSP is, let alone, oh, MSSP, that must, that's got an extra S, it must be better. Um, but, but certainly it's important for all managed service providers or IT pros or whatever you want to call yourself. It's important to be focused on security and, and to, to know what areas of security you are responsible for, what areas of security your client is responsible for, because it has to be a team effort. Right. And some IT pros get to the point where they have zero interest in doing security. And if, if that's the case, that's acceptable as long as you have someone taking care of that. It is a massive hole and security documentation is key so that everybody knows who is doing what because there is some overlap so make sure that that the roles and responsibilities are really defined but um everybody needs to at least be thinking about security now the um most of the people who are saying i don't want to worry about security are typically the ones that are planning to retire in the next three to five years and they just don't want the liability they don't want the learning sunset their goal is to maintain their business grow it to the point where it can get acquired and then that that is their siren song they're they're done and I, I don't have an issue with that as long as they're there that there is a gap and they're doing their clients a disservice if they don't find a way to bridge that gap um and and for msps that are saying okay I do want to explore cybersecurity. I do want to figure out how to incorporate cybersecurity into mm-hmm. my my model and figure out how to sell it. Mm-hmm. I would tell you that the the three the three steps or the three legs of the stool are figuring out your packaging and your pricing. I wish okay. that was it, it has to be the first step. Unfortunately, right. it's the hardest step. <laughs> um, it yes. takes most people, you know, anywhere from eight to twelve months to figure out that piece. And then you've got to figure out sales and you've got to figure out marketing, not necessarily in that order, but probably in that order. 
And so right. those are those are your three, you know, high level pieces that you have to figure out. And unfortunately, I hear this story every single week. Well, we started to figure out our stack, and then we came up with a million questions because it is right. complex. And so we, we kind of got distracted or we stalled or we won a big deal or we had a client that needed a new server or whatever. And, and then we got off track and we didn't do anything for two or three months. Then we got back into it and had to get the momentum going again. And then we got stuck. And so typically this journey to the top of the mountain is 18 months. Um, it is not unusual for it to take a year and a half, uh, mm -hmm. give or take a little, to figure out those three pieces and to really be solid. I've got a solid stack. I, I'm, I'm good with my margins. I know how to sell it. I, you know, you're never gonna win 100% of the deals, but I would love for you to win 50, 60, 70% of the deals and all of your clients need that security option. So right. it's, it's a heavy lift. Right, right. So I want to I want to kind of uh, um, go back to a couple of things that you said. So one is the the packaging and the pricing, right? Uh, sales and marketing. Yes, there is there is stuff uh, around. Uh, I mean, there, there are people like you who can kind of help uh, other businesses uh, get their sales and marketing right. But I'm more curious about the packaging and pricing. Uh, do, do you do you have any uh, recommendations, suggestions, advice, tips, anything to to kind of get me started with this? Because, like you said, it is the most important piece of the puzzle. Right. If I don't get my packaging right, and if I don't know how much I'm going to price it uh, at, how am I even going to sell it, or how am I even going to market it? So, 100%. do you have, yeah, do you have any 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 suggestions for our uh, yeah, listeners? I do. So, I our our brains like uh, they, they don't like disorder. They they like things to be ordered. So so think of like columns of information or boxes or buckets of information. And so mm -hmm. I always encourage people to pick a framework. Um, and, and that gives your brain the buckets to put the information okay. in. Okay. I happen to like the NIST framework, but it could be the essential aid if you're in Australia. I mean, there's different frameworks. Different. It doesn't matter okay. what framework you pick, but learn that framework. And I don't mean, you know, be, spend 40 hours learning that framework, but right. spend a few hours understanding how the pieces of that framework work together and then say, okay, which of these pieces have I already, am, are adequate? Maybe mm -hmm. which of the, the, the pieces of this puzzle have I done absolutely nothing with? And, and that's how you will build, you'll build right. your stack gradually right. and one of the questions that I get a lot is, well, how will I know when, when it's done? Um, and and there's, there's two answers to that because there is a, is it done for today? And, and my litmus test is when you look at what you put together and you compare that against whichever framework you've selected, mm -hmm. are you confident enough that you would sell that to your mother or your sister or your grandmother? And if the answer is yes, then that's good enough for today. Uh, and I don't, I don't mean good enough, like, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. oh, it, it's sloppy, but no one's gonna, but I mean, legitimately, can you sleep right. at night knowing mm -hmm. that your sister or your mother is safe? But then once you say, yes, I'm good, this is, this is a solid sack, I'm confident, then what I want you to do is put a calendar reminder on your calendar for one year from today. 
And I want okay. you to look at it again because threats will have changed. Absolutely. Solutions would have changed. Oh, yes. uh, the frameworks would have changed. Government yes. regulations will have changed. <laughs> and so yes. at that point, your, your solid, wonderful, I'm comfortable selling this to mm -hmm. my mother security yes. stack is probably going to need some edits. And so right. I, I want you to always know that that done is done it's, for today. It's not it's once not, and yeah, done. Yeah. <laughs> it's never done. Yes, yes. It's always an iterative process because there are only certain things that you can control and there are a lot more things that you can't control like you said right government regulations uh, i don't know somebody is going to come come up with a creative uh, way of hacking into your system i mean you, you can't control all of that so it 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 will be an iterative process so yes you're right i think uh, so uh, <laughs> Yeah, maybe a calendar reminder. Yeah, that's 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 a, a neat trick there. Uh, what about the number 18? You said that it's probably going to take 18, but you were so sure when you said, you know, 18 months. So that got me thinking. So is, is it from your experience working with uh, companies or is it because of some uh, some some math calculation or something that you've done that you arrived at that number 18 months? Yes. So, so the 18 months is people that are, that are, that are attempting to do it themselves with zero guidance. So these are not my clients. So my mm -hmm. clients literally get all of this done in about eight weeks. Um, okay. It's fantastic, but it's because I've done it so many times. Right. And, and so right. it's, it's almost like if you've ever done a, a craft project or perhaps the first time that you, you got behind a, a behind the wheel, everything was hard like you had to right. think about how do i turn on my turn signal and how do i okay i just backed out of the driveway now how do i go forward and right, right. all of those things are when you're a brand new driver none of that is intuitive you have to think you know i i always made my kids when i was teaching them to drive they were not allowed to have the radio on because they did not need another distraction right. they needed right. to be thinking about probably 40 or 50 different things all at the same time in order to drive right. down the road. And right. so that's part of why it takes 18 months, sometimes 24 right. months, but let's just stick with the 18 months um, <laughs> into that number. Right. Part of it is there are just so many, um, so much noise, so many solutions, which mm -hmm. framework am I going to use? And then then there are just the distractions of running a business because this right. is not the only thing they have to do, you know, they, they're, this is right. their big initiative, but they all, they still have clients to serve. They have an employee that quit. They have, you know, a, a lease that they have to renew, like the, the other 8,000 things that happen in a given month, right. let alone right. what is going to happen during the 18 right. months. And so some of it is, I've never done it before. Some of it is, it's extremely complex. Some of it is, I, I hit a new barrier, this brick wall, and nobody mm -hmm. seems to know how to break no, through. Right. So I'm mm -hmm. going to, I'm going to set it aside for a few weeks and a few weeks becomes a few months. Right. And right. so it's, it's just, it is a complicated, it, it is as difficult as starting a new business. Um, there's just a lot of details, a lot of moving pieces. Right. So I think the difference between uh, 18 months and eight weeks is Jennifer Bleem, right? So if it, you it, guys... <laughs> I, I, I've done it so many times that right. I, I, I can predict the questions that are coming. And so I can say, and I'm sure you're wondering this. And they'll say, 
yeah, actually, yeah. I am. Like, so, right. so here's the answer and here's why that's the answer. And right. this is the way you need to do it. And so literally I can very, very quickly, we, there's all kinds of shortcuts. Um, and, and so I know those because I've, right. I've lived through it. Yes, and and yes. in the interest of full transparency, my program used to be 12 weeks. And then okay. I got rid of the pieces that didn't really matter. And now it's eight okay. weeks. Um, okay. and, and I will always be iterating. And I, I will add, I, I don't want to just subtract, but I will add when it becomes necessary. Right. But if it, be, if it can be a seven-week program, then that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, I know, I know. So guys, if you really want to move things fast, you know whom to talk to, you have to talk to Jennifer Bleeve or check out MSP Sales Revolution. That was amazing. That was amazing. So I think we are almost close to the end of uh, the, the session, but one last question though. Uh, do you have any last minute tips or advice for uh, small MSPs who want to kind of transition into uh, the MSSP uh, space? Do you have any tips, advice? My, my advice would be that it is absolutely possible. I, I, I'm, I'm a bit of a dreamer. So mm -hmm. I, I believe almost anything you set your mind on you can absolutely achieve. And so, I mean, can you jump over the moon in a single bound? No, but can you become an MSSP or a security focused MSP in eight weeks or even in 24 months if you decide to do it yourself? Absolutely, you can. Yes. So set yep. your mind on that, stay hyper-focused, stay diligent, don't allow this siren song of, of whatever to distract right. <laughs> And like I said, there are a million distractions and the, the vendors in the space have great salespeople. So they are always, you know, asking you for, for different things, inviting right. you to webinars. There's so much great information out there. Stay, stay on your path, figure out why that is what you want and, and go for it. Like absolutely. there is a phenomenal opportunity. So it's absolutely possible. Oh, oh and, and I have a tip of my own. Yes. Talk to Jennifer. It's as simple as that. <laughs> I love that it. makes that makes uh, that makes life so much easier, right? As an MSP uh, owner. So yes, that was brilliant. That was brilliant. And now coming to the surprise uh, uh, element. Um, so I, I didn't want to tell, tell this to you ahead of time, because then what's the point of it being a surprise, right? So we have, uh, I have what I call uh, the rapid fire questions, just five okay. questions. Yeah, and no thinking, no picking. Uh, <laughs> so uh, you ready, Jennifer? Yes, I guess so. <laughs> okay, uh, first one, what's your uh, biggest MSP pet peeve? Biggest pet peeve, chasing shiny pennies. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. The second one. What's your uh, number one productivity hack? Ooh, plan out my week in advance on Sundays oh, and then wow. do my best to stick to that plan. <laughs> good one. Good one. All right. Uh, one resource that you would recommend to our listeners? You know, man, I, I, you, like, not really a this is more of a hack than a resource but mm -hmm. always be thinking like always be like is there a better way to do this is there a more efficient way to do this is there a faster way can i automate this what isn't working well with this process with this system i mean it's not really a tool except right. it's your brain it's the tool you always right. have with you but that would be right. that would be my overarching 
Okay. Okay. I, I, this is something that I wanted to ask you, but I, I think I have a fair guess of what the answer will be. Uh, what would have been an alternative um, career choice for you? So ask me that again. Uh, what would your alternative career choice have been? When I was a kid, I kind of kicked around being a lawyer. Oh, all right. I was, I was, I was thinking it would probably be a teacher, but then it kind of overlaps what you're doing. But lawyer, really? Uh, so, so what changed? It's funny. I actually, I taught my children. I homeschooled my children for years. Wow. So wow. Um, I checked the teacher box with my kids. And, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm glad I don't teach them anymore. I'm able to just be a mom, which is okay. much, much better. <laughs> <laughs> and I changed my mind about lawyer because there's an awful lot of school that is required to be an attorney. And I, I, I I'm book smart, but I don't okay. enjoy school. So I literally got through college with a major and two minors in three years because I wanted to be done with school. Done. And that okay. the whole desire to be done with school doesn't work well with an attorney. <laughs> <laughs> Right, right. Nice. Interesting. All right. I think this is the last question. This should be fairly easy for you. Uh, who would you recommend that we bring on our show next as a guest speaker? Oh, that's a fantastic question. What is, what's your goal? I, like who, give me an idea categories of people that you're trying to talk to. It's just that, you know, it's just that we want to have, uh, we, we want to enable uh, the MSP community, learn from experts uh, and MSP owners who've been there, done that, you know, who've been in the trenches, who know the, you know, nicks and knacks of how to do things. So, yes, anybody you think can, you know, can enrich the conversation. So I would talk to Art Gross with Reach Secure Now. Um, possibly Paul Green. He is a marketing expert in the UK. We had him uh, on our show. Who else? In fact, Paul Green was one of our uh, first uh, uh, speakers. He was oh, he was kind on. enough to yeah he was kind enough to uh, accept uh, accept the invite and be on our show. So I'm I'm looking at my I've got kind of a, a cheat sheet on my on my bulletin. <laughs> I don't know if you can get Rob Bowles on your show. He, he used to own an MSP. He may still own an MSP. He owns a security company, um, but you may want to reach out to him. And if you can't find any of these people, let me know. I'll make intros. Um, that's problem. That's a good start. Okay. Yeah. That, that's something that I can, uh, <laughs> that I can work with. I'm definitely going to reach out to uh, them. And if, of course, and I have you, if uh, they're not going <laughs> to return uh, the calls or respond to my emails, I know whom to reach out to. So yes, thank you so much, Jennifer. It was great. It was great speaking to you and the rapid fire round, I think uh, 10 on 10. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you so, so much for the opportunity. I appreciate it. So it was it was great having you on our show, Jennifer. And I hope to uh, see you again on our show uh, pretty soon. And uh, with that, guys, I will take leave and uh, speak to you again later. Thanks, Thank Jennifer. You. Bye. You're welcome. Take care. Bye bye.